This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you have any life hacks that you use when you are forced to do an unpleasant task? I mean, honestly. Alcohol. Okay, Bradley. I'm just kidding. You go straight there. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Do you have a life hack that you employ when you're doing an unpleasant task? And the unpleasant task just has to be unpleasant to you. You don't have to, like, it doesn't have to be everybody thinks it's unpleasant. Uh, 651-641-1071. Okay, here's an example. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, my dad passed away in January of this year, mm-hmm. and we are still working uh, out the estate details. And I am in charge of, I think, I guess, I must be, because I've been doing it, uh, paying the bills. And I hate it. I hate, hate paying bills. I mm-hmm. do not like it. Most of our family bills are automated, and we just have not, for many reasons, done that with the estate. So I have to sit down and write out the bills and write the checks and send, put the stamp on the thing and put the, and then put them in the, in the mailbox. Yeah. And I just hate it. There's so, something about it that's very tedious and reminds me of all that I'm dealing with right now. And, and I get frustrated with it. So I had to, I was like, I got to find a life hack to make this happen so that I can get through it. And it's not a big deal because yep. it doesn't really take a lot of time. So what do you do? I went to Starbucks. I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring this folder full of bills. I'm going to sit down with the Starbucks. I'm going to treat myself to a latte and maybe some egg bites. And I'm going to write out these bills. And guess what? It was fun. Didn't bother me one bit. Wow. You could take them to the bar next time. Grab a few cocktails, I, maybe tip some strippers. Are if that's your suggestion, writing bills at the strip club would kind oh, of be like an awesome, the lamest thing. That's like that you ordering so, a milkshake. Like, Hi, uh, <laughs> hey, don't judge. I know. You know, I said el- or I said alcohol or what did I say? Drinks or something. you said drinks? Yeah, whatever. I Those. don't do that anymore, but I do do milkshakes in strip clubs. So you do do that. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I do. Drink milkshakes at, at strip, strip clubs. clubs. Chocolate. Six five one six four one. Seriously, grow up. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What is your life hack for doing an unpleasant task? Just to make sure you get the job done. Megan is on the line. Hello, Megan. What's your life hack for doing unpleasant tasks? Okay. Well, I have done this run the year challenge for several years now, where you miles into the year so this year it's 2019 miles in 2019 and um normally i count only count intentional miles like running or walking that type of thing however i hate shoveling and i hate mowing uh-huh so i count i keep track of the miles i get when i'm shoveling and mowing because i'm technically walking when i'm doing it there you go smart gal i love it megan yeah that's genius that is a good life hack thank you megan you're Mm. welcome I just find neighborhood kids. Uh, 
to do your mowing yeah. <laughs> or just in general, Employing you just youth. collect them. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hey. Uh, I have a neighborhood kid collection. Uh, let's go to Chris. Please don't <laughs> that's say what that. It that's so like. creepy. Uh, Chris is on the line. Hi, Chris. What's your life hack for completing an unpleasant task? It's actually my girlfriend, but you take a lemon and cut it in half and dip it in baking soda to get rust off of showers and whatever you have rust on. Oh, oh like a hint from, from your hard water. Yeah. Well, that and is Bradley, lovely. Bradley, thank you for winning me tickets earlier this morning. To oh, Halo. you're welcome. Who are you going to take with you? My husband. <laughs> That's so awesome. When is the when is the show again? Friday night. Okay, good. I want to hear a full report. Have some fun there, Chris. Thank you. Bring that lime and baking soda it's and just whatever citrus fruit. And maybe, I don't know, clean your way there. No, but Bradley, you did. You uh, popped in on Donna and Steve's yes. show to play their College of Pop Culture Knowledge, and you won some won tickets some for Chris. J-Lo tickets, yeah. She's a lucky gal. She is a lucky lady. No pressure for you. Okay, let's go to Christine. Hi, Christine. What's your life hack for doing unpleasant tasks? Well, I hate doing the dishes. I just hate standing at the sink and doing dishes. So, but I love watching birds. So I tricked myself by putting a bird feeder outside my window, and now I don't mind standing there. I love oh, that. That's there genius. you go, Christine. Just Thanks, combine man. the bird watching and the dishes. Thanks like for that. your call. Um, here's my other like life hack for doing unpleasant tasks. Mm-hmm. Well, one task. I hate cleaning the bathroom. Who likes to clean yeah. the bathroom? So I clean the shower when I'm in it. Oh, do you clean the toilet when you're in it? That's <laughs> funny. When I get out of the shower. But then when I get out of the shower, I do like the toothbrushing and all the sink stuff, and then I clean the sink out real quick. You are who are you? (laughs) And then I clean the toilet on my way out the door. And then look at the clean bathroom. No, I do the floor isn't clean, but it's another story. I kind of do a mini version of that. I'm not claiming this is like actual cleaning, but sort of rinsing the sink. It drives me nuts um, when people don't do that. Because I, it's like so easy. Like when after people you shave, don't do that. There's only one. There's other only person one other house. person you're calling and he out would right now. Never ever take any criticism of cleaning in our house because <laughs> I am not a clean person. But that's one thing where I kind of have that thing where I'm like, yep. you're here. You might as well just rinse it exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It just makes it really easy. That's my life hack. Holly, do you have any life hacks for doing unpleasant things? Yeah, I always like to make doing the dishes a game. Oh. Where. In the morning, if I'm making hot coffee, I turn on the water boiler and I have to complete my tasks by the time that oh. the water is completed or has it's boiling. Yeah, the boiler, that's smart. the kettle. Perfect. Yeah, so that is then perfect. I only have a small window of time to do all the stuff that I hate to do, and I might as well just do it. I so, love to do that. We race a lot at our house where everybody has to do a task and we time it. And whoever, like, you don't get anything for winning, but no. you, the kids love to brag. Oh that's like. You get a clean house, okay? Genius getting your children fooled into thinking they're doing something fun. Um, (laughs) That's a whole nother talker. I was going to say, I frequently have to empty the dishwasher first thing in the morning because we'll usually run it at night. And I don't like to start the day without that being done because I hate walking by and seeing that dumb light. Yep. So I will pour my coffee into my mug and I the coffee's always too hot. So by the time I'm done emptying the dishwasher, See? the coffee is ready to drink. See, you have a life hack. Yeah. People do this. And I just, I need more of these in my life because you really should, not that like you need a reward for everything, but it makes the unpleasant tasks more 
pleasant when there's some sort of reward associated. I have another one. Yeah, what? When I go into a porta potty, I hate the smell. So I breathe through my mouth. But then you eat it. I know. I kind of feel like I'm eating poop flowers. Okay, thank you. And moving on. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to check in on Tan Mom because she had a rough week. Uh, well, I've got really good news. Tan Mom is doing much better. Thank you. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer stepped out, but Tan Mom has arrived. Hi, uh, guys. In the studio. It's been a while since we've talked lately. Okay, Tan Mom. If you can just pause for a second. I've been busy. I just want to update the audience on all that's been going on with Tan Mom. So last week we learned that Tan Mom was put into a medically induced coma. Uh, she was, uh, she had some pneumonia and then they put her into a medically induced coma. Um, she is feeling better. She's out of the coma. She's, and Tan Mom, for those of you who may not remember, She's a 51-year-old woman from Nutley, New Jersey, who a few years ago went viral because she allegedly brought her fair-skinned 8-year-old daughter into a tanning booth with her. And I we just got like to, to be tan. And then we got to know Tan Mom, and Tan Mom is an interesting character. Yeah, uh, yeah she's had some goes at uh, music. She released a single. Uh, sh- that's really all I can tell you. Mm-hmm. She's done some other stuff. Anyway, uh, she does still have fluid, though, and some inflammation. Um, but she did suffer cardiac arrest and was diagnosed with pneumonia, pancreatitis, and an infection that spread to her lungs. It's a really scary oh, hi, disease. Bradley. Oh, oh, sorry. I just had to run outside quick and grab something. What are you talking about? Tan mom. Oh, yeah. Your buddy. This is, well, because you know, you say that because we actually have had her on the show before. We used to talk to her. um, Pretty regularly. Yeah. And she's a fascinating figure because you'll remember at one point she was doing rehab with none other than Michael Lohan. Yeah. Like, you guys, the world is connected in weird ways. It's bizarre. And Farrah Abraham was also there at the same time. Yeah. So they were literally in rehab together. Now... Funnily enough, you'll remember the three of them were represented by the same talent agent. Gina Rodriguez, not from Jane the Virgin. Correct. Same person who, by the way, is responsible for Mama June. Oh, Mama June. And Octomom. So all of the viral moms. Sydney Leathers. Yep. The one who sexted Anthony Weiner, the disgraced former politician. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, what I was going to say is then she becomes sort of like a a follower and friend of Howard Stern. And so that's why she's sort of been able to sort of maintain a public persona because Howard has had her on regularly. Yeah. Yeah. So in any case, I just want you to know she's on the mend. Now the people close to her in her life say, don't think you're going to see her out on red carpets. She's not that well yet. She's still recovering. She's my uh, whole body died. She, she says she did go and she did die for a minute there. It was so sad. And this is, by said. the way, what Bradley sounds, what Tan Mom sounds no, like. No, literally. Do you have the clip? I was just looking for it. I was trying to find I a little like Tan Mom. I just like to be Tan. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we're kind of fascinated by her, and uh, we love her, and uh, we wish her all the best. But the best part of this entire experience, Colleen, uh-huh. did you see? Do we have the audio of this, Holly? Yes. Okay, so there's 
there's actual audio of her describing because she says she died. Yes. And went to the other side and she talks about what the other side and she's talking with Howard Stern on his show with what the other side was like. I want to hear all about it. So basically, this is what Tan Mom thought heaven was. Did you did you go to heaven? Did you see any evidence of an afterlife? Um, I saw a lot of shopping malls and beaches. It was really beautiful. Wow. Yes, it was perfect. At what point did you realize you were dead? Um, when finally, well, well, when I arose, I should say, everyone staring at me and saying, "It's me, me." Okay, that's so that's that's her version of heaven, Tan Mom. Malls, I, I saw shopping malls, and beaches, and beaches. I mean, shopping. I mean, it's basically the Jersey Shore. So it is. Heaven, so it makes sense. Tan Mom's heaven is because culturally, people tend to see a heaven that is, you know, relative to whatever their culture is. Yeah. So it shouldn't surprise us that for Tan Mom, it was you know. Beaches. The Jersey Shore. She is from New Jersey. And malls. Beaches and malls. Can you imagine? All right. I well, feel like we're going to hell for that segment. Uh, well, just apologize. I apologize. <clears throat> um. So the good news is she's back. She's back from the mall in heaven. I, I'm just. I just delight in the fact that she's so matter of fact. Like, yeah, no, I saw um, a mall and beaches. I feel like. If this ever happens to me, if I get a glimpse of heaven, then I come back. Yeah. And you guys are like, what was heaven for you? Yeah. Mine's going to be like a Baker's Square. <laughs> Baker's Square, that seems really The French sad. soap pie, is is it? Yeah, like you're just stuck in a 1980s Baker's Square. Well, that's she, like, that's there's purgatory. more than one place. Purgatory. That seems very <laughs> There's purgatory. more than one place. I imagine I will show up at the Baker's Square and all of my loved ones... That have gone before will be sitting at a table with a French soap pie that they're going to share with me. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And a cup of black coffee. Yeah. What's your heaven, trainer? Oh, gosh. Mm. Don't <sighs> say the gym. If you say the gym, I'm leaving. The gym? No. Okay. No, if there, well, it could be a gym with a buffet. Okay. Of for your eyes. Yes. Well, and for my mouth. Yeah. You wouldn't have to work out. You could just. Watch other people do it. Yeah, eating while watching others working out. There you go. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Baker Square. Yeah. What wasn't there an original? What's the other one? The pie shop. Yeah. It was called the pie shop. Yeah, it was called the pie shop. Uh, yeah. Sure. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah. Oh. Deal with that. Right. We'll be back with some D-Bags on My Talk 1071. 
Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, we have a name for those celebrities, and that name is D Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh, God. I can't even with this one. Uh, Do you remember a guy named Louis C.K.? How could I forget? He used to pleasure himself in front of women. Yeah, it was really awkward. And it kind of led to him having to go bye-bye in the car car, if you will. We wanted him to stay bye-bye in the car car, (laughs) but he's been popping up places. I mean, literally. And uh, this time he popped up surprisingly in New York City Saturday night in Brooklyn, where a crowd... Not knowing he was going to be there, quickly jumped to their feet in thunderous applause. <sighs> what? The, the guy hosting the event was like, hey, you never know what's going to happen here. And I'm going to tell you about this event in a moment, and you're just going to, I don't know. Anyway, the guy comes up and he's like, you never know what you're going to get at this event. And uh, tonight we're going to give you Louis C.K. And everybody went bananas. I mean, thunderous applause is not hyperbole. So I thought to myself, that is so fascinating. This guy, you'll remember, was just in the Twin Cities. And it was, you. I mean, this was a big deal because people had opinions. Other people were like told if they went to the show, they couldn't talk about right. it. Or they'd be sued. Yeah. I mean, it, oh. so... I asked myself, well, who are these people giving thunderous applause? Yeah, tell me more. Well, apparently, uh, he showed up unannounced to something called Skankfest. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, what? It's literally called Skankfest. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Not like- I guess if you're going to be Louis C.K. and you're going to get thunderous applause, it's going to be at Skankfest. I mean, unless it's like some sort of ska concert. I think that this is probably mm, no. a different kind Why, of skank. Why is that a ska term? Skanking, yeah. Skanking? Yeah. Oh, please, I don't. How you dance to ska music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, skank fest. Um, <laughs> also, is there a better word than skank? No, because it makes me think of just like, you know, Skanky. like there are bars in this yeah. town that could hold regular skank fest. Yes. <laughs> because of the, cli- the clientele, as the French would say. Anyway, Skankfest, New York City. Mm, okay, that's legit. It's a thing. It happens in New York City. Um, but if you look at Skankfest, it kind of looks skanky. skanky. Yeah. So it just looks like a like I'm. I don't want to make generalizations, but, but I'm, I'm going gonna. to. Yeah. Um, I will so say though that Janine Garofalo, she was on the list too, but it just looks kind of skanky, right? <laughs> Three days of comedy mayhem, Skankfest says. And on the poster for the event, it's a woman who appears to be either a clown or a zombie wearing like very revealing clothes with her boobs plopping out. Where's that? Do I just have to Google Skankfest to get just, to the website? I'm on their Facebook page right now. Oh, okay, fun. Um, there are a bunch of other podcasts, comedy stand up acts. Um, I mean, people you would know, I guess, Bonnie McFarlane. Um, it's not like there's nobody showing up here, but it seemed to be a very dude-heavy crowd. Yeah. Like, it was just a very dude. Like, smarm aware. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, there's something called the GD Comedy Jam Skank Fest. GD standing for the, you know. Okay. You can't say on the radio. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, really, if you're a lady and you're looking for <laughs> love, I would say this actually is the wrong place. <laughs> they had a, oh, is that a band? Stone Science Fair? I don't know. Would you bang him? Okay, I this I don't think Skankfest is for us, which is good because yeah. So I don't want to watch Louis C.K. I guess how the mighty have fallen, right? Yeah, big time. I don't know that that's. I mean, that all is very d baggy, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, <clears throat> you're fine with it. What do you mean? I mean, like they that can exist in d bag town. Oh yeah. So yeah. if you want to go see d bags, go to Skankfest. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. All right, now uh, I would like to name my D bag mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian. Oh, really? I have labeled. You know, she's done some really wonderful things, right? She's working on her law degree, or she's you know wanting to become a lawyer. She has been uh, working on prison reform. Yeah, doing some good. <sighs> All in the really world. good stuff. Philanthropist, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out she's a trashy philanthropist. Um, she's made a couple visits to the White House, as you know, correct? You know yeah, that she she's saw done the this. President and tried to plead her case. Yeah. Well, earlier this month, uh, at this uh, at, when she visited the White House and uh, announced a lift partnership that will help provide former inmates with transportation to and from interviews and jobs. Awesome. Awesome program, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, she's a philanthropist. She's doing really good things. Um, it's this thing that didn't do didn't do Uh-oh. it for me. Okay, what did she, she posted do? some never before seen photos of her trip to the White House on okay. um, on Instagram, and in one of them, she's sitting on a table at at the White House. Yep, uh, she's posing in her dark teal vitamins pantsuit, uh, sitting on top of a table alongside her Hermes purse. Uh, she's wearing her Carolina Lemke sandwich sandwiches, sunglasses. And um, Why is she on a she's table? with the attorney she's been working with, Aaron Haney and Jessica Jackson. She is sprawled across That's so a weird. table. I kind of feel like the White House is, well, I'm not, I don't know. Here's what I'm going to say. I'll take this one. Okay. I am like worked up about this. I don't know. I, the only table you should be sitting on is none. Tables aren't for sitting your booty on and like posing on like you are Tawny Katane in the White Snake video. You don't sit on tables. That's district. That's not what they're for. Um, it, it just there's and like all suited up going there to do some good and she's taking pictures of her sprawled across the table with a couple of other lawyers who are sitting appropriately at a table with their bottoms on chairs. I don't there was something about it that just felt so Well why would you ever in a million disrespectful. years why would you ever in a million years think that sitting on a table at the White House was a good idea? I don't know what I mean like, hey it's hey and then with your very serious attorneys sitting yes. at the table with your feet in their face. It, it's so weird, right? Yeah. I was really worked up about this, and I was like, why am I so worked up about this? But it, there's just something about it's just that, that. It's so disrespectful. Yeah. And I don't care where you are. You know, if somebody came into our office and was like, <laughs> oh, I want to take a picture with you guys, and then slid across the table, I'd be like, what are you doing? 
But you don't do that in the White House, and you certainly don't do it when you're posing with, you know, dignified lawyers who are there to do good things. The only thing I will say is perhaps she was given the indication that that was an acceptable display at the White House. So what you're saying is that, you know, other people were lounging on tables? I'm just saying I feel like maybe the... the... Maybe it's a little more casual than perhaps it was in... George Washington's day. Thanks for going all the way back to George Washington. Yes. I mean, I feel like things are done a little more by the seat of one's pants. Uh-huh. Yes. I see what you're saying. No, I, I still can't accept that because my mom always told me just do the right thing. So even if somebody else is sitting on their table, sit on, not the table. Uh, that's just bizarre. We just don't do that. Did she respond? I mean, I feel like there's a got to be some falderall about Kim Kardashian. I on have the table. no idea. I mean, outside of my own. I mean, she was just doing the Kim Kardashian stuff in the White House, like posing as though it were. It's, she's just so odd. I don't know what to do with her. I don't know. She doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. I she's, don't know. I don't know if she said anything. I don't really care because there's nothing you can say that's going to make me go, oh, no, no, that makes sense. She's sitting on the table. Sure. Well, I'm sure she has some dumb story. The problem is, like with most people that have achieved that level of uh, fame, there are other people who will just encourage it because they think that it's in their interest to placate or encourage whatever one is interested in. Uh, I will like, say, oh, yeah, go. Sh- oh, fine. No, no problem at all. Go lay on that table. I will say that it appears Abraham Lincoln, you know, signed or wrote the Gettysburg address on that thing. But. I will say that um, it, it appears as though she has gone back and tagged the photo of the table to indicate that this table was not indeed at the White House, but rather at the Four Seasons. In the White House area, still not cool with me. I've stayed in some hotels, and I've I never just don't felt understand moved the point to lay across the table of being at the table. Um, also, her sister Chloe did comment, and she said, "You are so beyond talented. No, sorry, you are so beyond beautiful, mm. inside and out. Yep. Top dog. Yep. Mm-hmm. I hope that table wasn't by the free continental breakfast. I hope that the it wasn't where the free continental breakfast once was. I'm just that you'll get more than you bargained for. Mm-hmm. When we come back, the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we got to talk about these Mariah Carey lawsuits. Okay, there's a new lawsuit Mariah Carey has brought against a former assistant. Okay. And this is the one we've actually been hearing about what's been going on with this former assistant for quite some time in blind items. Okay. So we're going to kind of unravel that, lay it all out for you after this on my talk. For Mariah Carey and her former assistant, we've been hearing rumblings about the tension in their relationship for a long time via blind items and some other stories that have popped up in the press. But now there's uh, actually a, a lawsuit involved. Mm-hmm. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi, Bradley. Um, okay, so you remember the Daily Mail has published a couple articles that kind of seem to share some secrets about Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. Namely, there was one recently in June that uh, shared the story of how Mariah Carey 
used her assistant's Amex card to hide $40,000 worth of butt enhancements, firming treatments, and other cosmetic surgeries. And that she also used uh, that exact same card for shopping sprees, uh, where she spent about $24,000 on lingerie, etc. Do you remember this? Yes. Okay, so all of this is um, coming from this former assistant of Mariah Carey's named Leanna Azarian. And it's a little bit of a, he said, she said, she said, she said battle, I should say, where Mariah Carey's camp claims that this uh, Leanna Azarian took custody of medical records uh, and also some videos that she was going to use basically as blackmail for Mariah Carey to get kind of what she wanted out of her. And in turn, the uh, the camp of Liana Azaria, Azarian says that um, she was, you know, perfectly innocent in this. She just has information about Mariah Carey and she's using it to get paid. Now, by the way, her salary when she worked for Mariah Carey. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. $327,000 a year. Wow. That's a lot. To be Mariah Carey's assistant. Is this the woman that was... Because I don't know if this is the same woman. No, this is a different woman. Uh, This is not the woman that was highlighted in the series. So I didn't watch that show. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think that's the woman who is her manager. So this woman worked underneath, I think, yeah. her manager. Okay, so when you're ta- are you talking about the because she there is another there was another lawsuit that has now been settled with Mariah Carey's former manager who accused her of walking around naked. This was a sexual harassment suit that is currently settled. Um no, this is a oh, different yeah, Stella, Stella Bolochnikov. That's okay. the woman who was in the series. Yeah. So just for people who maybe have watched, they might think they would recognize these people, but clearly um, not in the case of the the assistant. No, that's insane. This is crazy. Um, According to the complaint that's been filed against Leanne Azarian, uh, Ms. Azarian harbored damaging videos of Mariah Carey and she used them as an insurance policy. So if her boss ever fired her, she would sell the clips to the press using the proceeds to buy a house. Um, and, you know, essentially this suit is claiming that she has violated her non-disclosure agreement mm-hmm. and uh, that she had signed and promised to not share any details of what she learned while she was working for Mariah Carey. Now, in addition to that, uh, that story I just told you about that was in June of this year yep. where, you know, it disclosed that Mariah had used her uh, credit card to charge all of Her those extra case. surgeries, et cetera. There was another article that came out recently that we read about how Mariah Carey allegedly cheated on her ex-fiance, James Packer, with her current boyfriend, Brian Tanaka. And we were like, ooh, this is coming from that. This has to be coming from that assistant. Well, now they're trying to get control of it, but it made me remember that we have heard a ton of blind items about this assistant and what kinds of things she has on Mariah Carey. Do you remember this? Or should we revisit them? I think we need to revisit them. Let's do it. Some of the blind items we are going to revisit, they're all confirmed, meaning we now know that these are all about Mariah Carey. Mm. 
if there's a ruling against her, now this was dated April 10th. Okay. Of this year. Okay. If there's a ruling against her, look for the permanent A-list singer to write a check to settle her current legal situation. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. So she doesn't have to provide certain medical documents. There's no way she wants them public. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, if you're suing, that gives um, the other party the opportunity to start digging. And if you don't want them to find things or those things to be leaked or find their way to the public square, then presumably it, it behooves you to, to settle. Mm-hmm. Also, here's this one. This was from June 14th. As I've said many times when the employee was fired by the permanent A-lister, this kind of leaking would occur. A couple of weeks ago, I said the leaks would become more scandalous each time going forward. And sure enough, that is exactly what has happened. Yeah, I remember talking about that one at the time. Yeah, and that was at the time that that article was published about the American Express card and the butt surgeries and all of that. Actually, I thought that that was the the cheating one. The cheating one with uh, Brian Tanaka while she was... Married to James or Packer. engaged to James Packer. Oh, it doesn't yeah. matter. Either way, we saw what happens when uh, this assistant had some information and wanted to leak it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is there? Are there any more that you found digging? No, not regarding this. There are some uh, regarding her weight loss surgery, which is yeah. I. I think what we kind of. What we extrapolated from that blind item about her medical records, that that might be something she was trying to hide from the public that this assistant would have on her. Right. And uh, and that this legal battle probably will end up in a settlement. Right. Yeah. You'd think because she doesn't want that stuff out. Yeah, there. I don't think she's going to have any chance. And that stuff could still come out, though. That's the problem. Right. Like, when you settle, <clears throat> who's to say that it doesn't get leaked anyway? Right. I will say this. What this has done for me more than anything mm-hmm. is reminded me that the person who writes the blind items where we source our blind items for blinded by the item we've said before, like he's right on the money more often than people even really realize. And these reports to Holly's point were coming out of uh, crazy days and nights dot net in April months ago. Yeah. We were hearing about this again. I, uh, you know, if you hear it or if you see it on crazydaysandnights.net, there's a good chance that it's going to come to fruition. Exactly. And there it was mm-hmm. for all to hear. Now, um, I want to kind of set up what we're going to talk about when we come back. Okay. okay. Because it's sort of confusing if you just put a label on it. Um, Bradley, do you want to, without revealing the big thing, <laughs> 
Do you want to give people... I won't reveal the big thing. Ish. Do you want to give people just a quick rudimentary idea of what the Mandela effect is? So there's something called the Mandela effect, and it's basically that you remembered things differently than they actually happened, or vice versa. Things happen differently than you remember. And not just you, like... You as a, a part of a large group of people. Yeah, you're who not the only one who misremembers something. Mm-hmm. Like the sort of group misremembering thing. This happens on a regular ba- basis more than you could ever imagine, and it's tied to a misremembering that often happens around Nelson Mandela, which is why they call it the Mandela effect. But this actually happened to me last night, and I went to Google when I was having this brain fart, and uh, turns out I wasn't the only one with gas. <laughs> so um, I'm going to reveal great. my tale of uh, cultural gas. Of cultural Dutch ovening yourself? Okay, so always cultural Holly. Cultural flatulence? Yes, cultural flatulence when I'm we just return. I'm yes anding you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It smells so good when you do. Okay, stop it. Um, yeah, so get a whiff of this when we come back. I will tell you... The Mandela effect that we're going to talk about involves one of your favorite um, baked good purveyors. How's that for a tease? Wow. I'll be back to hear more about that. No, but we're going to tell you a little bit about the Mandela effect. And I'm telling you, your mind is going to be blown. Because after I started to Google around about this, I realized how many things we were as a group misremembering nuts. We'll tell you more about the Mandela effect and all the things that you thought you knew that you don't know. Turns out after this on My Talk 107.1. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a 7-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.